In today's episode, we have the beautiful Jessie. Jessie is a psychic medium, a therapist, and a healer. How are you, Jessie? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you for joining us on Gentle Touch. Jessie, I couldn't figure out if you're in LA or you're in Miami. I'm in Miami. Okay. But did you grow up in LA or you've always been from Miami? No. So I actually grew up in Colorado. Okay. So I'm from Colorado and then just recently moved out here. I'm fresh to Miami, like four months in. So brand new. How are you finding it? I love being by the water. Okay. That's just speaking to my soul right now. But just with anything, it's a transition. It's a new place. So I've just been really working on like feeling grounded and like, giving myself permission when I don't feel grounded in a new space but so far I really love it uh, was the transition easy because it's a big move because I'm trying to relocate now but physically I feel very anchored I feel very attached and it's like sometimes it's overwhelming yeah did you grow up in this spot that so, you're in right so now? I'm in I'm in London so I grew up in London but I want to relocate to Colombia but I spent three months in Colombia so then now I'm just trying to figure out with my career because I work in healthcare and it's like different moves because I want to do things properly just in case I, I don't come back totally that's so funny I just spent the day with someone in Colombia or not in Colombia they're from Colombia yeah. so maybe I can connect to you after this if you're needing like some connections but yeah as it has been a really big transition I will say and what's funny about it too is I was receiving messages before my partner and I decided to move down here and he was just not on board (laughs) and so I have been in this knowing for like probably like I would say eight months before the move actually happened. So there was a lot of like, I feel That's like- That's quite quick. That's yeah. quick. Eight months is quick. I'm like, I've been thinking for a year and I'm still like, how do I do it? Like, what, how, how is this done? Yes, it, I will say it takes a lot of trust in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> and like trusting that things will fall into place. Yeah. And especially for you going to like a whole new country, it's like, there's just different regulations. And, exactly. And all of that. So it's like playing the game and trusting you're going to get where you need to be for sure oh I love it thank you for that so today's episode is all about the connection between our mental health and our psychic abilities Jesse how did your psychic like did you always know from the very beginning yeah so I turned my psychic gifts off when I was six okay so I have a vivid memory of I was in elementary school and I just had had it and was like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to like do this anymore. And so I shut them off when I was six and didn't really um, tune into it, honestly, until I was, oh gosh, I was 25 when I discovered 25, 26, when I went to a psychic myself and was getting a reading. And then at the end of the reading, she was like, I need you to know that you have these abilities. It's time that you start using them and um, just opened up this whole new world. So I ended up working with her for about a year or so, started learning about my psychic abilities, what it looked like. And from there, things have just expanded and it's felt like the longest journey and also very quick at the same time. So long story short, I haven't always known that I've had psychic abilities, but I've always known that there was some side of myself that I wasn't allowing myself to tap into. Wow. How did you know? 
like did you just know there was something there but you don't know what yeah it was like uh, the way that the psychic described it in the reading was like a fog there was just this fog that was surrounding me and I had this instinct that um, I needed to just keep going and keep searching and I would get there um, and that's kind of how I always felt I I always had this intuitive knowing that um, around the age that I'm around now, that around 30, there was just going to be this big shift for Did me. Did you know? I've read a book that says that at 30, like I'm reading a book that actually says that. Yeah, your Saturn return. Is that what it's talking about? I think I haven't touched on it yet, but she says it starts when you're in teens and in again, 28 to 30, but I haven't read any further. <laughs> Yes. Um, so Saturn return and I'm no astrologer. I know like the, um, some of the parts of astrology, but when Saturn returns to the same place in your birth chart, as it was when you were born, it just creates a lot of really big shifts and anywhere that you are out of alignment, it is automatically going to knock you back into alignment. And so that's kind of part of part of that shift. Yeah. Powerful, powerful. What would you say to the individual that is is like coped as in they have their psychic abilities and their mental health? So one of my examples is that in the in the in the house that I lived previously was in social housing and the lady they actually passed away, but I did not know. I only found out three months later. She would call yeah. my name, she would turn the lights off, she would scratch on the bathroom bathroom yeah 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 bathroom door she would even one time she even hid my keys I was literally about to leave and she hid it and I was screaming I was having a nervous breakdown and I was 16 17 and no one would believe me and it was only me Mm. Mm. oh that's just such a part of being an intuitive psychic person in a world that doesn't necessarily cater to those abilities or like encourage those abilities that's such a common experience of people who have these gifts is that you can feel alone and very isolated because Mm -hmm. there's no support in in these abilities in the same way that you might go to school yeah you know you can go um get a degree in something or whatever your path is there's not necessarily psychic school (laughs) I mean there are certain programs that you can do but that's that's part of my passion is to help people understand that they're not alone and this is actually part of the human experience we all have psychic abilities it just looks different for each of us and we wouldn't necessarily know that because again in those early developmental years this isn't really talked about but that's actually the time when you are the most psychic is when you're younger is you know you're fresh into this world and those abilities haven't been diminished yet or like myself when I turned my gifts off that was out of self-preservation because I was just sick of existing in a world where I was feeling a lot and I didn't know what to do with it So back to your original question, I guess I would just say like that there's nothing wrong with you, that you're not crazy. You're just living in a world that isn't supportive of these abilities. And these abilities are part of your soul. They're part of your essence. And so it takes time to decondition and unpack the layers that have been put upon you as you've gone through life. Oh, I love that. That was so nicely put. How did you know, like when, when you said you turned your gifts off and you didn't want to feel, what, what was you feeling? Was it like other people's emotions or you knew things were going to happen? Yeah, I've always been very sensitive to emotions and energy. 
Um, and that is called clairsentience. So if you are someone who's really empathic, there's, there's other terms like highly sensitive, often get labeled as like overly emotional. That is actually a gift where you are able to take in the emotions of other people and you're able to feel what is going on around you in your environment. So it's not also just people, it's um, like you were picking up the energy of the woman that was left over in the place where, I don't know if she passed or she was living there when she passed. Um, she, she passed away in the property, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense that yeah. it was still very strong. And um, it sounds like you were picking up on on the energy, the energetic residue of, of the person who used to live there. And, um, and that is part of, of our abilities. So for me, clairsentience is very strong. And that's something that I've really had to work on is allowing my body to take in the energy of other people, but then also equally allowing my body to release, because if we're not releasing, we're holding on to things that aren't ours. And that's, you know, where we can experience mental health issues. It's where we can experience disease, um, so many different things. And there's so many other ways to receive energy, but that was, that's a big one for me is, is the ability to feel. Wow. what do you do to protect your energy? Yes. So this is something that I recommend for everyone is to set up your energy space every single day. So something that I like to do in the morning, I get into a meditative state. I imagine my roots like my grounding cord, sometimes it's called dropping down from my body down into the center of the earth. Something that feels really good for me is imagining those roots like a tree wrapping around the core of the earth. There's so much healing energy in the center of the earth. And it's important to one, be grounded in, in our bodies. And then from there, um, you can call in like your spirit guides, any angels, any loved ones who have passed over your spirit team call them in, ask them to help you set up your energetic space. That looks different for everyone. That can be like a dome around you, more of a pyramid shape, whatever feels best for you, whatever kind of comes into your imagination or your mind's eye. And so you're setting up this space. It's just an energetic bubble. It can be a certain color. It can be a certain texture, whatever feels best for you. And you're just setting the intention to strengthen your energetic space, fill in any gaps and holes And I do that in the morning. I do it throughout the day. Like if I go into a space where there's a lot of people or a lot of energy, when I walk out, I'm releasing the energy. And then again, sending that energetic space again, because it's super important to one, be aware of when we're taking another energy and then to making sure that we're protecting ourselves from anything that comes in. Because yes, there are darker energies. There are things that um, aren't very pleasant. So we also want to make sure that we are protected throughout the day. I love it. I love it. That's so powerful. Um, I was taught one with a blue blanket. So oh, I love that. Out of the three, uh, because I work in healthcare, so I touch a lot of people. I'm in the presence of other people. So it, it's it's really tough. It, sometimes I'm knackered. So, um, so I had a reading and she says, you need to practice your energy, like energy protection. So the blue blanket, I can feel most. Is the most mm-hmm. I resonate with. And um, there was one time where I was um, holding um, a young lady's hand and I literally straight away felt her pain. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? Like, like, what is this? And um, I was like, are you okay? What is happening? Like, are you okay? Like, I just felt your pain. And she says to me, um, my boyfriend is seeing someone for the past two years and I live with my sister and I haven't told her. So she was living with this pain 
and and I was like you need to speak to your sister like you need someone to to release or, or, or just do something do anything um yeah so so that is extremely powerful yes well and too again like the the energy of the spaces that you're in like I don't know if you're working in like hospitals or care homes or whatever it is but there is so much energy There's in so those much, spaces. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it sounds like that was a very clear sentient experience for you too, of like feeling that yeah. as if it was your own. Yeah, your yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's just like you say, navigating those gifts and, and tapping into them. But say like with her, and sometimes like, but this happened during, after COVID, I feel like everything's just been boom, boom, boom. And then also in the staff room, I can't sit in the staff room. I have to sit alone. Mm-hmm, like again so much yeah there's like 20 30 people and it's too much too many voices I'm like ah just ah, forget this it's too much for me yeah <laughs> yes I I can totally feel you on that it can be very overwhelming when you're taking in extra sensory information and that's something too is like if you're a clear audience the ability to heal or the ability to hear yeah, yeah. um you loud sounds can be very jarring and you're also taking in information that um, isn't necessarily present in the tangible world so it can be very overstimulating for anyone who is who is highly sensitive and anyone who has these really strong psychic intuitive abilities it's um, really about allowing your body to communicate with you what it needs and I love that you know that when you're on shift, you cannot be in spaces with other coworkers because they're all in their own energy and whatever's going on for them that day. It's like protecting yourself and giving yourself yeah. that space when you're when you're resting. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. I love it because slowly, slowly, if you listen to yourself, you'll all find the answers and you'll see what works for you or you'll find ways that works for you wherever you are. Obviously, ideally, I would like to go outside, but I can't do that because there's too many rules and but it's okay for the person that is learning and wants to tap into the psychic abilities what would you say oh gosh yes so you just said something that is so important and that is listening to your body so if you're wanting to learn how to tap into your abilities it is really important to establish a relationship with your body and establish a trust with your body Okay. The, the issue around that is, is that again, we don't live in an environment that caters to yeah. us actually being fully present in our body. There is so much um, stimulation and there, there's so much, again, like harsher energies and environments that are present. And yeah. so as a way to cope, we learn to pull up, our spirit will come up and out of our body. And so most of us are in a state of disassociation. And that's why we see problems like substance abuse, eating disorders, um, mental health issues. So much of what our world experiences is because we are not fully present in in our bodies. So our body has the immense capacity to heal itself. We're just not taught that. And so would say the first step is, is what are the practices that help you feel grounded and centered and not up in your head? 
that is going to help bring your spirit back into your body. And then you can learn this process of releasing the energy of, um, of also channeling energy too. And there are certain techniques that you can do every day. So as far as like setting up your energy, that's an amazing thing to do throughout the day, especially in the morning. There's also setting the intention that you want to learn how to use your abilities. And I definitely believe in that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Ooh, powerful. Yes. And so speaking it out into the universe, if you have, um, if you communicate with your spirit guides or whatever that looks like, if you journal, just setting that intention, like I'm ready. And if there's someone that is aligned for me to work with, to help me tap into these gifts, I'm ready. Trust that the universe will present that with you in divine timing. Um, There's also tools like for me, I really strengthened uh, my connection to spirit and my channeling abilities through tarot. Tarot cards. Okay. I'm scared yeah. of tarot. I think they're a bit savage. <laughs> Is that normal? Have you had some heavier tarot readings before? Yeah, they were awful. I saw I saw swords all around on the card. I was like, ah. <laughs> yes, I I totally understand. It's um, and that's part of the process too. Is when you're learning to channel information, it's removing yourself from the good and bad, and okay. just seeing for things as the energy of what it is. Because as humans, we like to put things in boxes because it helps us feel safe and in control. And so, what I always tell people is, there's no good or bad information. Yeah. It's just the universe knows what you are ready to hear at this point in time. And also just looking at, you know, what we've been through in the past, maybe what we've labeled as bad has also gotten us to the points that feel really good. So it really is an ebb and flow and learning to, to do that dance with the universe. Tarot has helped me a lot with that. And they will say if there's any sort of modality that you're being pulled to, like working with energy, doing Reiki healing, yoga, any sort of movement practice, I think is really great for learning to tap into your gifts. Cause again, that brings you back into your body. Food can be super healing. If you like working with food, there's just so many different ways to start this process. And I will say the biggest thing is, is what makes your body excited? What's that thought in the back of your head? That's like, Oh, that would be really cool. If I could do X, Y, and Z, that is your intuition already guiding you towards this process, towards that first step. And so it's our job to remove anything that's going on in our head and to just trust where our body's leading us. I love it. That's so beautiful. That is such a nice way to put it. Going back to what you said about the eating disorders, the um, that this so this association is that the word? Is that how I'm saying? how do I say what do I say I once had someone tell me um oh sorry the lamp just went off so I just literally had someone tell me before that um the like drugs numb the pain yeah um so they had gone through a lot of trauma and they had told me the drugs just help numb the pain but and I didn't know how to like you know I didn't know how to like go about it or how to um because in a way, it was just auto self-destruction. And in a way, it just, it's a layer that yes. like you're, you're capping the layer and you're not peeling the onion to be able to heal. What would you say to the individual that is doing 
that's doing like the fast track numbing um just instead of healing from inside out it's like you want to do fast things to avoid it yeah first off I would say cut yourself some slack because there's a reason why you have turned to whatever mechanism you're turning to at our core we are very sensitive beings Mm -hmm. and so coming down into this physical body and experiencing this 3d world there's a lot of heaviness. There's a lot of ebbs and flows that we go through. And so whatever you have been through has led you to this point of wanting to numb and completely understand like we all have our vices. And so if you can take some pressure off of yourself and and see this as a way that has kept you safe from feeling the pain, then you know, okay, so what is it that I'm not wanting to look at and get really honest with yourself? And this can also take some time, especially if we're talking about addiction. Yeah. It it takes time and it's also really important to have community. So having that support system with friends, family, therapy, whatever that looks like for you, Um, making sure that you have people in your corner that can help support you. And then we get to look at, okay, so what is it in my past? And a lot of it usually stems from childhood trauma. What is it in my past that I am not wanting to feel? And then that's when you get to add in those practices that we talked about that help you bring you into your body. And it's going to be an uncomfortable process, um, depending on what you've been through, especially the heavier the trauma, the heavier the energy. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to take time for your body to feel safe because whatever mechanism you are using helped your body feel safe because you didn't have to feel it. So it's going to take time to, to allow that emotion to allow that energy to surface and to build that resilience to stay in it to ride that wave and to eventually release it what I can say is that your body wants that for you and so the more that you work with it and also allow yourself to mess up in that process the easier it is going to be to to create a new way to to react to whatever is going on in your world I love it. I love it. And I also want to say to my listeners that um, people do want what is best for you. If you have a real one in your corner, like they will want to support you, but there's only so much that individual can be with you, like in your journey, only because maybe they may be very sensitive as well. Maybe literally they will end up dead beside you. Like they can't handle the trauma and just, it's like loving you, but also like just constant stabs in the back because they want to be loyal to you. But it's too much emotional trauma that they are taking on and they're taking on your pain as well because it hurts them to see you in the way that they are. So learn to forgive. And if if it means that for the better good, your your journeys have come across or they depart just know that they may have wanted to stay with you but they may have been too sensitive to be with you or they probably like not everyone can handle it not everyone can handle like certain amount of pain it's very true and that makes me think of like the saying um people are in your life for a reason or a season and it's like sometimes the exiting of people out of your life there's just as much healing in that too 
I love it. That's so powerful. And sometimes we just, it takes time to analyze, to understand. And sometimes we just have to connect the dots backwards. Jesse, how can we create a balance between our mental health and our psychic abilities? Oh my goodness. Yes. I love talking about this because I think there's so many layers to it. And, and again, it's just, it's a practice and it's, it's a process that you get to be in with yourself. What I will say is again, when you're energetically sensitive, you are used to holding on to emotions that are not your own. And so a practice that I work with my clients on is one learning to identify what your emotions are, because sometimes we don't even necessarily know what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. And again, that's when we turn to those numbing and coping mechanisms that might not be the healthiest for us. So it's learning to identify what emotions we're feeling and where we're feeling them in our body. And so that builds emotional intelligence and we are able to identify when we are feeling something and then we are able to start to sit with ourselves and find those practices that let us process those emotions and then from there that's when we get to create a blank slate so once we like I mentioned in the beginning once we are able to let things flow in and out of us that's when the fun part starts so we get to bring our essence back into our body And then the fun, the psychic play gets to happen. And there, in my experience, I have uh, seen so much stigma around, around psychic abilities. And there's a lot of, so my background is in therapy. And what what kind of therapy is that? Is that like counseling? Yeah. Yes. So my degree is in marriage and family therapy. Is that like a thing? Everyone I interview is like, like they have, they do this. Is this, it must be really big. Is the divorce <laughs> rates really high in the US? Everyone from Colorado, from oh, where, oh my God, I've interviewed a few people that do this. That's so funny. Well, I saw that you have done some things on, um, interviewed around attachment styles. Yes. That is so big. <laughs> so she did that as well. Who else? did it I think I've interviewed like two three other people that have also and I'm like oh my god this must be really big (laughs) so there's a couple of different tracks that you can go for um, when it comes to therapy that's one of them you can also be a licensed practitioner counselor you can do social work and there's a a bunch of different credentials within that Um, I was always interested in understanding the process of relationships and how people relate to each other Mm -hmm. and also looking at systems so looking at our surrounding environments and um, the families or the people that we grew up with all of that has always fascinated me so that was why I chose that track Um, but I also I found out about my psychic abilities while I was in grad school and then it kind of led me to this whole thing of looking at looking at how our current mental health system and I know it's different in the UK compared to the US but there are also a lot of strong correlations that our system doesn't work (laughs) and our system wants to keep us sort of trapped yeah 
in this cycle and um, that there is a lot of stigma around people who have, if you want to call them extrasensory abilities, psychic yeah. abilities, intuition, we um, can stigmatize them. We can give them a diagnosis that doesn't necessarily fit. Like a lot of the heavier diagnoses that I see are actually just because these are very psychic souls who don't know that. And so they're experiencing phenomenon outside of the tangible world and society wants to label them as crazy, but really they, they just need these practices that we're talking about. And when you're dealing with heavier mental health issues, it's not as simple as what we are naming right now, but that is, that is the core of it is how do we help these people feel safe enough to be in their body? How do we give them that community that supports them? How do we give them the tools to come back when they are experiencing phenomenon that is outside of this world and outside of this planet? Like, how do we help them understand that they are in this world, but they have the abilities to open up to the vastness of the universe? I love it. I love it. Jesse, what was your favorite stepping back, turning on your gifts? Obviously you had a mentor. She was working with you. What has been the self-soothing? Is it reading materials? Is it community? Is it being present in other people's like taking classes? What has been the one that you feel has most benefited you? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so much of what you just mentioned. I think the biggest thing for me has just been being in my body and um you know so much of our power and wisdom is stored in our body that's where our bodies were created and and allowing myself to feel safe in everything that my body holds um when no I've been through those experiences of learning to numb and um I'm betraying and betraying myself in yeah. certain ways and and not setting up those boundaries that are needed. And so this practice of l- listening to my intuition has just brought me back home and um, opened up a whole new whole new experience and a whole new way to walk through life. It's, it's not easy and um, what you say is so so true but it's not easy the only way I've been able to do it the only way I've become more sensitive the only way I see angel numbers and I see whatever is because I've spent a lot of time alone that's and, yeah and, and, and sometimes it sucks like it sucks to be so alone but that's the only way I've been able to do it and and also because I've become so sensitive everyone I'm around has been from I'm a cancer so I like the people from back in the day and they just I don't know maybe it's it's, I don't know maybe a lot's going on maybe like single parents or maybe frustration or maybe lost so it's 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 hard sometimes so I do spend a lot of time alone but once you do it once you get over that once you get comfortable it's a blessing in disguise yes and I was just saying this earlier today I feel like hermit mode is like a lifestyle choice and it's so true of um once you spend enough time with yourself and you're able to sit through the discomfort that comes up you realize you're never truly alone because you you have yourself and also spirit is around you all the time so even though you're physically alone you're so guided you're so protected do you know how many people are in your spirit team oh gosh that changes so so you can, you have your core spirit guides okay. that 
have contracted to hang out with you during this lifetime. And that's yes. kind of what everyone talks about when they talk about spirit guides. Yeah. Um, but you also have ancestors, like loved ones that you've known in this lifetime who have passed over. They will come and join your spirit team at certain points, especially if you're working through a karmic cycle that maybe okay. they left unfinished and okay. you are finishing it for them. Wow. Um, so that's like a really powerful way to work with your spirit team. And that's actually a huge collective energy that we've been going through the yeah. past few years is, is really, um, transmuting the transgenerational trauma that has been present in yeah. so many lifetimes. Yeah. So, and then you can also have, I work a lot with like higher dimensional ETs as well. Yeah. And a lot of us that are on the planet right now don't necessarily originate from earth we are from other planets other galaxies and so you can also have um souls that you know from these other lifetimes yeah. who join your spirit team at certain points let me see what so the first number that i ever got when i turned in tuned into my spirit team was that i had four okay but right now they're telling me that i have seven present nice that again, that just kind of fluctuates. And so like my core group is four, but then you can have a bunch of, um, of spirits working with you at any given time. Lovely. When you say, um, about extraterrestrial beings, I once had a patient that very openly said, I'm an ET. Like he literally just said it. Will he know where he's from? If that makes sense. Yeah. So you can, um, receive that information so you can do a reading with someone and do like a past life regression okay. or someone who works in the akashic records which is i don't know if you've heard of the akashic records yeah I've, I've kind of heard of it but i haven't really tapped into it yes so we all have the ability to go there and to do that but it takes a certain amount of it would say like training of the mind yeah. to be able to take yourself there um, so we all have the ability to access that information ourselves. But again, it's kind of just like that inner knowing of like, mm, I'm not from here. And I've lived in other places before. Mm. And you can ask your spirit team. Um, I will say this for anyone. If there's any sort of information that you're wanting to access, any yeah. sort of abilities that you're wanting to look at, you can think of your spirit guides as your own personal assistants. Love so it. Know, like I'm ready. Because otherwise... They're just hanging around and watching you do your human thing all day. Can you like, give them tasks? Yeah. What tasks do you, do you give them? Because I'm struggling out here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I recently, I guess a couple of months ago, I told them that I wanted them to be in charge of my TikTok. Okay. And then like within the next few weeks, I started going viral. So it can be like things like that, like very human things. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you can call them in, like I said, to set up your energy space. So any sort of spiritual stuff. Yes. If I'm having a hard time making a decision, I will say, okay, send me this sign. If you want me to do this, send me this sign. If you want me to do this. And normally they're just very random, but I say, send me an owl. If you want me to do this, send me a watermelon. If you want me to do this. So it's like a very clear communication with an them. owl. How like are owls a thing over there? Um, yes. And okay. it doesn't necessarily need to be like in the physical world. You okay. Okay. I was about to say, I'm like, wow, we're getting exotic out here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it could be, it could literally be anything. It's whatever like comes to mind for you. I but 
you can ask them for anything. And I will say there is a caveat of like, they are working with the timing of spirits and okay. the universe. And so okay. our human self is like, I want it now. Your guides knowing what is best for you are going to okay. be like, you're going to get it when it's alive. I want to take my free ring next to Columbia and I'm out here struggling. So like I'm emailing all different departments. So you know what? Thank you for that. Honestly, yeah. I'm like stressing. Um, yeah. Jesse, what is your favorite book? Oh, that is a good one. Um, I need to think about that. There have been so many transformational books in my life. Let me see what, um, I will say if we're going to go in like the spiritual realm, um, the first two books that just really like hit home for me is, uh, dying to be me. Wow. And this is about a woman who passes from cancer, passes over to the other side and her, I believe it's been a while since I read it, but she has a loved one, um, who comes over and basically tells her like, this is the reason why you have cancer and it is not your time to fully pass over. So you have the choice to go back into your body and to spread this message to the world. So that one, love that book. That was one of the first books I read after sort of, did you cry? Oh gosh. Yes. (laughs) But like in the most beautiful cathartic way. Um, and is it comforting? It is comforting in that it kind of also helps you, um, understand the world in a new way and yeah, and see disease and how our bodies work and the ways that we move through the world. Um, how much that is a part of the ailments that we see today. Wow. So that one is very powerful. And then I will also say many lives, many masters, which I think um, more people are familiar with. Have you read that one? No, I think I saw Cass. Could it be? She, I think she quoted it. Is yeah. it good? Yes. It's amazing. It's about a hypnotherapist who starts working with a client um, who starts channeling during their hypnotherapy sessions. She starts channeling guides, ascended masters. She starts channeling past lives. And he starts out as like this very strict scientific method, man, he's a doctor and he really believes in like everything that's tangible. Mm -hmm. And then through working with this client, it just opens him up to this whole other world. So definitely would recommend that one as well that's beautiful favorite movie oh gosh again there are so many but I will just go with any Harry Potter movie oh my gosh you're the second one to say that on gentle touch (laughs) my my the 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 previous one said Harry Potter opened up opened him up to his spiritual side I definitely think that there's a reason why that um, movie franchise and those books have Mm -hmm. really, which I will say the Harry Potter books are probably also like some of my favorite Mm -hmm. books. There's, there's just the magic in it and like the the whole other world that you get to escape to it. Definitely. I could see why it would open someone up in that way. Lovely. Knowing where you are now, knowing that you're so good with being like within yourself with being centered and knowing that you have tapped into your gifts what advice would you give to your younger self oh this one could bring up some deals um to to stop resisting my emotions and what I know is to is true and to just trust that that is 
getting me where I want to go. Amazing. Wow. Resisting is really hard. I used to cry with frustration. I did not want to like, I just, I just didn't, I was just so stubborn and get to a point where you're just physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you just can't take it anymore. Like I'm, yeah. So resisting is massive. Like I would have a, to 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 f plans like and everything would break down in ways you're just like I can't do this anymore it kind of sounds like that's a similar theme as to what's going on for you with like this move and like allowing yourself to take a step back and and trust I will also say collectively we are all being shifted into into something new And so, um, and there's a lot of resistance to where we know that we want to go, but right now the energy is asking us to pause. So you can give yourself a break, even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's like, but am I going to get there? You will. Yeah. Yeah. I had a reading, as you said, the energy stagnant, give it three to four weeks. It's like the six weeks now. I'm seeing no progress. It's definitely a collective thing. I will say that you are not alone in that. So you will, you will get there. You will. It's just, it's like the divine timing. It's like, we have to trust that it's going to shift when it needs to shift. I love it. Such beautiful words. Jesse, tell me about your services. So you, you, so actually um, you was part of an amazing project. You was part of the sacred feminine book. Is it sacred? So I actually interviewed um, Shay Fraga as well. Oh my gosh, amazing. Um, yeah, so I actually only realized when I went on your profile, it looked similar, but I was just like, yeah, it looks similar, but I didn't. It was only until the other picture I swiped and I saw all the, and I was like, yes. <laughs> How is that? Yeah, so that, um, I was writing my chapter in the middle of graduating from wow. grad school. Congratulations. So, thank you. And that was just such like a, um, an intense time of like just moving very quickly so writing that book actually came I channeled it in one afternoon and wrote wrote the whole chapter and um it was it was amazing just how it came through me and that was really a testament I will say to what happens when you're able to be in your body and you just trust because there was a lot of fear around how many going to get everything that I need to get done for school and produce this chapter that I want to put so much love and intention into. So it's a very quick time in my life. But what I will say is that it's really cool to look back and say, wow, I did that. I'm a part of this, this movement. It feels like of these amazing souls that are wanting to bring light and, and change in this world. I love it. That's so beautiful. How does it work? Like, are the girls like, did one girl say, okay, we're going to create a movement, we're going to create this project, and then everyone got reached out and she selected it? Or how? Because it's not easy. 20, is it like 20 authors? Yes. So it's 20 authors. And how I got hooked up with it was that I had a friend who was working at that publishing company at the time. So it's a self publishing company. What's it called? Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on it? <laughs> um, everyone talks about Hay House. Hay House, yes. Hay House, so Hay House. 
It's not Hay House. It's self-published in, oh my gosh, I should know this. Where is my... I'll put it in the notes, guys. Don't worry. I'll figure it out. (laughs) Um, But yes, it's a self-publishing company. And basically what happens is that the people that work there, they get to bring together like a group of people on a subject and everyone comes together and writes a chapter And so that was what happened was I got connected um, with one of the leads in the group and then they interviewed me and then you just kind of go through this process of, is it going to be a good fit? And um, for me, it was like an instant yes in my body. And so I was like, I'm on board, even though this makes zero sense to do this at this time, like I'm trusting my intuition that this is where I need to go. And so that was how it happened. And for anyone that's interested, I know that they are wanting to do a second edition. Um, I'm not sure if they have anything scheduled for that, but yeah, we can put the information so people can check of it course, out. Of course, it's a beautiful book. The, like, yeah. the cover is amazing. It's so, so soothing. It's so nice. But it's amazing that you're part of this movement because I love it when I see girls come together and just, you know, because together and united, we can build even bigger and we can reach even more audiences. So it's such a beautiful thing to see. Jesse, tell me about your services. So you do tarot readings? Yeah. So now I do more of, I use tarot if I'm doing like a quicker reading. Okay. So I do offer that on my Instagram every once in a while, but now I just do full on psychic readings and I do use tarot if I feel called to do it. So I have a one hour psychic greeting for people where we're just kind of going over what's happening for them. um, Any channeled messages from their loved ones who have passed over from their spirit team and um, just providing guidance and clarity on, on whatever spirit wants to say. And if the person has specific questions as well. And then my service that is just like so tied to my purpose in this world is psychic therapy. And that's where I work one-on-one ongoing with people. So that's where my training as a therapist comes in, where we are working from the foundation of therapy, but it's fused with psychic work. And so I'm channeling information, but I'm also helping people drop into their bodies and learn how to channel information themselves. And, And we do that by, as we've been saying, by learning to heal our mental health and um, release the traumas that are stored in our body. That's a very big move. Yes. (laughs) That's a very big move for the person that, because it's a lot, because you're a therapist, and um, would this involve uncovering uh, traumas and working through traumas as well? Yes. So a lot, I mean, primarily what the work is that we're doing is looking at what trauma energy is stored in my body and how is this manifesting in my life and how is this this blocking me from what I want to manifest in my life too so there are definitely heavier experiences that come out and that's why I'm very grateful for for my training and and what I went through um, in school but this also um, going out and starting my business on my own has also allowed me to have more space to maybe fill in those cracks that uh, traditional therapy can't always provide. Love it. What would you say to the individual that that is kind of worried or upset about um, healing and bringing stuff up that has yeah. been holding them back for so long? Yes, it, it, it really is. It, it comes back to divine timing. And, um, 
and I, and I want people to know that it's not necessarily going to be an easy process, but when you are ready, that momentum will be there. And so trust yourself when you feel ready and trust, trust the process and how it unfolds, because at that point, it's really just letting go and letting spirit take over and um, kind of those waves, those up and downs that we've been talking about. If you can do the best to remove the good and the bad from the process and just and just trust what you are going through. I love it. I love it. What would you say to the individual? So who would you recommend tarot to and who would you recommend a psychic reading to? Like, what would be the difference? Because I think when I had a tarot reading, like it said a lot, like it revealed a lot. Yeah. So tarot to me, at least tarot is a psychic reading. Um, I would say tarot is nice for one, someone who might be new to this because it gives you new to receiving readings um, because it gives you that physical representation. I mean, you saw the cards and so like, oh, I can kind of see the card and see what stands out to me. And then I can connect the dots from what's being channeled. So I think tarot is a beautiful way to kind of step into things because we are so used to, especially if you're new to getting a reading, we are so used to those tangible experiences and seeing the physical evidence. Whereas with a psychic reading, it's like, oh, this person's just pulling stuff out of thin air. Like what is going on here? And so it is a nice way to have it physically represented. So I would also just say like, if you are drawn to something more, trust that. I love it. I love it. But even then, um, when you say drawing things out of thin air, like I've cried like on both. So because it's, it's deep, it's your life. And they will tell you things that you just like, wait no one's gonna know that like you know yes. so it, it touches you in a way so so like you say the way you put it about the tarot reading you have the physical card you can see the card it's the representation H- how you said it is very beautiful because um yeah I did a tarot reading first and I had, had a psychic reading uh, first and now that you've said it, I'm just like yeah it is true because you see the card and then you can say okay it's physical would you write your own book Jesse? Yes, that is something that I definitely want to do. Um, and I know that's in the cards for me. I feel like the Sacred Feminine was a beautiful way for me to beautiful kind of intro. Up, yes, beautiful intro. Yep, exactly. So eventually, yes, that is where I want to go. I love it. How can our listeners connect with you? Yeah. So right now I'm really loving TikTok. Um, And I'm also on Instagram. I will say my Instagram does need some love for anyone who is more on Instagram. And um, I'm learning to be present on Instagram as much. Give it to your, um, give it as a task for your spirit guide. Yes, there we go. <laughs> I'm putting them in charge. Um, so those are the two main social medias and, and that could change um, at any point. But um, I have a monthly newsletter that I really just adore putting out into the world um, where I channel the energy of the month. I pull a tarot card as well, speaking of tarot cards, and it's kind of just a nice way um, to share with um, my community of like what I'm channeling what I'm intuiting because we are going through this huge collective shift right now and so to have sort of that foundation of like what I channeled for this month May was rest 
and um, just allowing yourself to unapologetically rest and, and listen to your body. And I mean, what we're maybe halfway through this month and it's already just been so heavy. So um, I, I feel like that's a really nice way for people to start to tune into to the energy of the world that surrounds us. So um, that is something that I do at the beginning of every month that comes out on the first. And so you can find that through um, my website. And I will say my website just basically has everything and all the socials. I, I have to go back a lot because say say the home button you have so you have the buttons here and then I press the first one and then I press the first one and there's three more buttons and I was like wait what I'm losing myself where so I had to go back and then so I went one two three and then I go back yeah and also guys check out her vlogs her vlogs are really really good oh thank you yes that was the, that was actually how I first started was vlogging and um I took a step back but now I'm recently starting again so I have the intention to do more would you ever start a YouTube channel? Because you have the name, but it's, it, you have the link there, but there's no videos. That is, yes. <laughs> that you have is the TikToks. Awesome. You could put the TikToks yep. on the YouTube and that's your content. Yes, that is my plan. Um, I think why I have a hard time with Instagram is I just really like doing videos. Um, mm. I channel. That's basically what my content is, is channeling mm. current energies, channeling messages for the collective. So, and also giving tips on everything that we've talked about in this episode. So yes, that is my intention to also to also do YouTube. It's kind of when my intuition gives me the go ahead, then that's when I'll start. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's already there. So it's already linked for when, yes. for when you <laughs> upload, we can all see it. Jesse, thank you so much for being on Gentle Touch. Thank you so much for being you. And for the beautiful thing about you is that your journey. So what you have learned in college, college for me is uni. So what you learned in college and the way you're now using it with your psychic abilities um, and just creating, step, being brave enough to step outside what society makes for everyone and the idea of success, the idea for the career and just making it fit towards you and the people because you'll always have people gravitate towards you because they can relate to you and they feel stuck they feel shy they feel like an outsider because no one relates um so it's very beautiful that you're doing that thank you oh I received that thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's been such a pleasure chatting with you as oh, well. Jesse thank you so much for making it so easy for making the process easy and um I can't wait for you to release your book for when it's ready yes yes <laughs> okay genetically okay okay so we're gonna be in contact thank you so much for taking okay. the time girl thank you we'll you, have, you have such amazing things going on ahead I can't wait to see your future projects mm. you as well and your move it's, oh. it's happening <laughs> oh thank you sweetie yes bye bye Dele.